Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place, Season 3, Episode 8, Love Reeks. Great title. Speaking of titles, we have a correction from last week. Both of us somehow thought that last week's episode title was The Cook, The Creep, His Lover, and Her Sister, or whatever. It's The Crook. It should be The Cook. But we decided it should be The (laughs) Cook because Susan is The Cook. Who's The Crook? Why would you have Crook and Creep for Chris? Is he the crook? I guess. Who else would be the crook? I don't like it. The cook was right there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, first of all, there's literally a cook on the show. (laughs) And that was like her first big episode. I'm like like debating. I'm like, God, do I have to go back and change it? I'm like too lazy to do it. And also I feel like, no, they were wrong and we were right. It should be the cook. Why would you not do the cook? Because that really ties it to the original title. But I think it's so funny that both of us read the episode title as Cook. Like we both just ignored the R in the word. Because sometimes your brain corrects things. <laughs> <laughs> the brain is amazing. It's a, it's like a mysterious, It's a mysterious supercomputer. They're like, this Melrose Pi- Pilot, Melrose Place title is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this is a great episode. I'm so excited to talk about it. There's so much happening here. Yeah. And so many things being put in, in motion. A lot. We open with Sydney looking rough because last week we saw her barricading herself inside the storage closet at Shooter's. Right. She was being almost raped by Chris. Yeah. Like she escaped his assault. She fought him off with a pool stick and locked herself in the closet. And then he went away. And the last thing he said was, and I'm going to marry a sister. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. (laughs) And you'll be my whole. He's so. Oof. So she arrives back at Melrose Place and... She goes over to Jake's and she tells him what happened. And she's like, he tried to rape me. And Jake, we see that fire in his eyes. He's like ready. He is ready to like hurt Chris. Jake is a victim believing king. I know. He's he's like, like, we need to go to the police. 
Jake believes victims more than anyone else on this show. No, he immediately 100% believes her. No questions asked. And he is on her side, which is what you want in that situation. He wasn't like, you know. He didn't ask any dumb questions. Mm. He wasn't like like Jane, who doesn't believe women. He wasn't like, why didn't you lock the door? Right. Like, he didn't do anything. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. So... Sydney doesn't want to go to the hospital or the police because she's so beaten down at this point. She's like, no one will believe me. And he's like, I want to fight back. And she's like, I just feel so ashamed. And she just wants to stay over the night. We all want to stay over the night at Jake's house. I was like, yes, girl. No matter what. Get that in. (laughs) Use this moment for something good. (laughs) (laughs) And of course he lets her stay on his couch. But that's when he goes... I'll be right back. I got wet. Mm. I was like, you love when Jake says he's going to be right back because you know he's going to go kick some ass. <laughs> he's going to go defend you. He is hasn't had this kind of opportunity in so long, and he is ready. Oh, damn. He, he's so ready. And he's like, only be a second. Well, the first thing he does is he marches over to Jane's because where would Chris be? Over at Jane's apartment. Yeah. And... He's like, hello, hello, Jane, are you in there? And Amanda comes outside in her little silk robe, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? Because it's nighttime. Yeah, it's really late. And Jake's causing a ruckus. And she's like, "Uh, Jane is in Vegas with Chris. They left about an hour ago. This timeline is crazy. (laughs) It's like, did they leave at like 1 a.m. to go to Vegas? Yeah, what time does Shooters close? Presumably two because it's a bar. Also, did Chris go try to rape Sydney <laughs> right before they were leaving for Vegas? <laughs> like, that's crazy. This is a crazy timeline because presumably it's like 3 a.m. when Sydney wanders over to Jake's house and then when he's pounding on Jane's door. So Chris and Chris and Jane just like left for the airport or in the car at three. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what Chris, I mean, obviously he's not well, but was his plan like, I'm going to go rape Sydney before we head off to Vegas? Yeah, I think so. Or was he like, let's go to Vegas when he came back and was thwarted? Do you Mm. know what I mean? Like, but do you really? It's so late though. Jane is not going to drive to Vegas at 2 a.m. Jane is not a late night person. I no. bet he bought plane tickets and was like, we'll, we'll get an early start. You can't fly that late, can you? You could get like a 5 a.m. flight and you know Jane likes to be at the airport three hours early. That's true. We got to get there early, Chris. <laughs> she would get there three hours to, early for a 45 minute flight. I need to pick up a new copy of Mirabella magazine. That's oh my, my favorite magazine. Um, anyway, it's wild. Um, also, I love that Amanda knows. Yeah. Like, why'd they tell her? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jake goes back over to his apartment where Sydney is, and he tucks her in on the couch. She's mm. falling asleep, and he whispers, I believe you, and I'm going to do something about it. I, it's like, I want that to happen to me. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. The next day... Sydney and Jake are having coffee, and she's, like, feeling much better. But she says she's really sorry that she dragged him all into this. And Jake's like, when Chris gets back from Vegas, I'm going to straighten him out. 
Jake is so sweet. He's so sweet. And Sydney's like, I like, I can't believe he's really gonna marry her. Cause like she tells Jake that like that's what Chris said before he left right, shooters. That was the threat. And Jake's like, all right, I'm gonna go to shooters. You rest up, we'll see you for the dinner shift. Meanwhile, Billy's heading out to work. And his hair is moosed. It is so moosed. I was like, damn, he's trying something. He's got to, he's got to impress Susan. Right. He stops by, by Allison's and Susan opens the door and he's like, well, I'm not here for Allison. I'm here for you. It's like, Billy, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so angry that he thinks this is okay. Like it is out of control. For some reason, there are a lot of women in Los Angeles who apparently think Billy's attractive and want to fuck him. And he goes to his ex-fiance's best friend from college. What about the fucking secretary they just fired? Yeah, now they can actually have a fuck relationship. I just can't believe he thinks this is acceptable. It's so unacceptable. And to just like go straight over to the apartment. Like, What do they think they're going to get away with here? Like, if you're going to do it and I don't suggest it, just fucking tell her because she's going to find out. Like, you're not hiding this. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, she, he's like, hey, Susan, <laughs> how's the job search going? <laughs> and she's like, great. I actually have an interview at Chasen's. And Billy's like, Chasen's? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, Chasen's. you're so talented, Chasen's. I can't say Chasen's. Chasen's. <laughs> Susan, you're so talented. And she's like, you've never tasted anything of mine. <laughs> it's so lewd. It's disgusting. What about the pureed pigeon? Yeah, the pureed pigeon <laughs> she made. And Amanda stops by, and she's wearing a great little tweed skirt suit. Okay, I loved this look. This was a great look. This is like a top tier Amanda work look. I need this It is this so suit. cute. That skirt was cute. The whole little... I love a... I That's love, a suit. I love matching sets. Especially this was so cute though because that little skirt had like a little flare to it and it was really mini. It was super short. Amanda sh- wears the shortest skirts yeah. That anyone could get away with at the in the workplace. But this I, was nice because it wasn't straight. It was like it had an A line. It had a little it had like a little flare, a little flip almost. It did? Yeah. I need to go. I took a picture of it because okay. it was like super. It hot. was almost like the bottom part was like a little shreddier or something. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I see it. Oh, yeah. It it just like a it's almost cut on the bias. I don't know. Maybe it's something like a little it's, at it's, the end. It's a little, um, yeah. It's really cute, but it also had like kind of in the same color family, like a animal print trim. On yes, the, on the collar and the sleeves. It was really cute. Great look. I would love to know who makes this, and I'd love to obsessively hunt down a, a vintage. Like re- someone, yeah. someone doing a resell of this. If anyone can ID this designer, please let us know. Yeah, it's super cute. Because this was incredible. So she is like, oh, hi, Susan. You know, if you're moving in, we're going to need to put your name on the lease. And Susan's like, I'm just staying here temporarily. And she's like, well, people really seem to enjoy having you around. Amanda zeroes in on this Allison hating this. 
And what's going on between Susan and Billy immediately. She's on it. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to beef that up. <laughs> I'm going to push that into action. At D&D, Amanda gets like a dozen roses sent to her from Peter. And Allison is like wet over this. This is the height of romance to Allison. She thinks it's so romantic. And she's like, oh, wow, Amanda, roses? You gotta, you gotta. Got and Amanda's like, I don't know. This guy's moving a little too fast. And she's like, Amanda, this is so romantic. Alyssa would never turn down a guy treating her this way. No. no. She's like into it. And Amanda's like hemming and hawing about it. And then Allison shockingly says something really bitchy to Amanda that seems to come out of left field. I think she's trying to pull an Amanda where you don't realize that you've been insulted until like an hour later. Yeah. But she says to her, if you're still pining after Jake, that ship has sailed. Yeah. I I don't know why she said that because Amanda didn't indicate that was what was happening with her no, at all. I think um, I think Allison saw this as an opportunity to like get one over on Amanda. Right. But what she doesn't realize is that Amanda took that. She took that little nugget and she saved it for later to fuck over Allison. Yeah. I don't know why Allison continues to try to play in Amanda's world because (laughs) it does not go well for her and it never has. (laughs) Even if she wins a small little victory, it's very short lived. No, because this is a tiny victory that she wins. Yes. Very tiny, and it's going to blow up in her face later. Absolutely. Um, so then um, Amanda says, Amanda does get back at her in this moment. She yeah. goes, hey, thanks for the reminder. Better get back to work on your beer campaign. It's in the dumper. <laughs> the dumper. <laughs> um, Billy leaves the office, and he goes to Chasen's. To, inappropriate. This is so inappropriate. He like stalks Susan at her job interview. He's parked his like new Porsche outside of Chasen's. Yeah. And he's waiting for her to get done with her job interview. And she's like, hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, I want to take you to get the best chili burgers at Fats. This is disgusting. Okay. Does he? <laughs> Billy is about to utter one of the grossest things I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and I wrote it. <laughs> it was so gross that even Brendan, who was like reading a book while I was watching this, stopped reading to say, that was disgusting. Why would you say this to anyone, <laughs> much less a woman you're trying to fuck? <laughs> he says, she's like, because he wants to take her to get chili burgers at Fats. Yeah. What's Fats? No idea. Is he like abbreviating fat burger? I don't think that existed back then. What's fats? I think they're just trying to make it like a burger joint name. Well, I think it's fake. Susan is smart and she's like, yeah, are they actually good burgers though? Yeah. And Billy and Billy says, the best with the, <laughs> with chili that you're gonna taste for days. You taste that chili for days. Yeah, yeah, he Why? does. He does elongate it a little. Why? Why? What does that even mean, Desi? That it has a lot of onions. I, <laughs> I don't know, but I don't want to taste anything for days, <laughs> even if I enjoyed it. 
also that is not like a good thing right like i don't get it he might as well have said to her it's gonna be shooting out of your asshole (laughs) and burning your asshole you're gonna be splattering the bowl (laughs) for a week (laughs) (laughs) he said that was like the subtext of what he said that's how i took it (laughs) because when you're tasting something for days it's not digesting or like it's causing issues why or like the smell is back <laughs> like you're gonna you, what is going on i'm so confused it's like when you get indigestion and you burp and you taste it <laughs> yes like nothing about this is like a cell to me why did he say that if someone that i was like kind of sexually interested in said that to me i would instantly not be sexually into it them. is a boner killer <laughs> so gross i just i've never heard something described that way as a good thing it's like a neck like i can't go there because that chili you taste it for taste like it is a negative thing right right like it stays with you i'll be on the toilet for a week if i go to like it's like a taco bell dunk or something like it's crazy no yeah it sounds like a cheap dunk on like some fast food but for billy it's a selling point He's like, he's bad at advertising. <laughs> yeah, why is he working at an advertising agency? No, he's, we get some glimpse into what kind of work he puts together. No wonder the beer campaign's in the dumper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got dumper on the brain. <laughs> Back at D&D, Peter calls Amanda and he's like, so when am I going to take you out on a date? How is he so sleazy but kind of hot? <laughs> He's so hot, and the only reason he gets away with it is because he's so hot. Like, no, because this, this were, is sleaze. If this were any other guy, if he looked like any other guy, and or like, if especially if he was like not a hot guy, you would be calling the police. Or the fact that he's a doctor as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That helps yeah. elevate it. Yeah, he's not just some like rando. He has yeah. like a high paying job, and he's like at a prestigious hospital. I guess Wilshire Memorial's prestigious. Do we, we don't even really know. <laughs> we don't know their st- We don't know if they're the Saint Elsewhere of LA. No, I mean I kind of feel like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> they're no Cedar Sinai. No. Um, she's unsure, but he's not taking no for an answer, and he's like, "Well, I have tickets to the Hollywood Bowl, and mm. I have a few extra, so you could bring some friends, please, please, Amanda." People can't resist the Hollywood Bowl tickets. They like, really can't. It's always a thing to get someone like, okay, you know? I like, okay. It is a production to go, though. So you really wouldn't <sighs> be able to get me like that easy. It depends. I'd be like, who's playing? I would definitely go, but it would have to be like pristine circumstances. I would want good seats. Yeah. Um, I would want to just limo there or Uber or something. Like, I don't want to walk. I don't want to do that parking and walking thing. Do you know when you have to walk up that hill under the bridge? Like there's that long walk thing. I like the Greek theater better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the Hollywood Bowl is a classic. It's a classic. It's you beautiful. Should, you should go. You should go. I've seen, I had a fun time the last time I went there, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, I want to go again, for sure. I'll go again, but I'm not going to the symphony with I'm Billy. not fucking seeing the symphony. <laughs> That I'm not doing. It's no offense. <laughs> Dude, like, I, I regret not seeing Janet. Like, that's where I'm kind of like, let's go see Janet Jackson at the bowl. It just depends who's playing there. Yeah, it's me. a small 
it's a smaller venue, so it is cool to go. And if you get like a little table or whatever, like those are the dreams little sections. There's tables. Yeah, when you're up front, they have like oh. little like boxes, box like areas, I've whatever. Only been like back. Me too. But I was like, I would love to go in one of those areas where you get your little fucking picnic lunch and table. Right. I do think the cool thing about the Hollywood Bowl is that people bring food and that it's like expected, like you eat there. Yeah. No, I like it. I mean, I don't know what it's like seeing Janet if people are like eating baguettes there. I would. I'd bring I'd bring like some brie and a baguette if Janet was playing. I would Why not? fucking sit there and eat. I love it. That's an ideal way to see a concert for me. I'd be like wolfing down a sandwich, singing the pleasure principle at the Absolutely. same time. Absolutely. And meaning it. That's my fucking <laughs> dream situation. Yeah. To have some space. You're not like stuck in a crowd. It would be nice. Anyways, so I do regret sometimes not seeing things there. But like you said, it is a hassle. I do love outdoor concerts though. I do too. It's such a beautiful location. So I do see the appeal if someone has a nice set box, uh, whatever area. Yeah, and they're inviting you. It's like okay, but not for the symphony. I'd be like, come on. Yeah, get Taylor Day and something. <laughs> I don't know. What, I'm trying to think what might have been playing back then. Oh, okay. <laughs> back it's, in like it's 1994. What's playing? Um, they can go see Cypress Hill at the Hollywood Bowl. Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson. <laughs> they, can, they can go see Shy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just naming popular. Yeah, I'm trying popular to think. 1994. I bet you back then, though, it was a lot of Philharmonic. You, you don't know think what I mean? There was a lot of rock concerts there. There probably was. I don't know. I don't really know. But not for Peter Burns. He wants, he, he wants to see the symphony. I, and Amanda's... That's her wheelhouse, being phony. Yeah. And pretending she loves the symphony. Amanda's like phony cultured. Absolutely. But she's not really cultured. No. Because she doesn't have, like, she's not cool. No. no. She's like cool, but not cool. She's not cool in her, like, cultural taste. Yeah, she doesn't have good cultural taste, but she dresses really great and she's um, unintentionally bitch. hilarious because yeah. she's such a bitch. So, um, yeah, Peter's like, well, we're going to go. And she's like, okay. So she's like, it's a date. At the hospital, Kimberly and Michael are talking about Peter and they're like, they're like scheming a little bit. And she's like, you know, maybe Peter is just a good surgeon who wants to make the hospital better. And Michael's like, yeah, right. I'm going to find out his angle. And when I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's like everybody's got an angle, babe. And when I find out his, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take advantage of it. Yeah, Michael is such a dipshit in this <laughs> scenario. Like he doesn't get it because he's the Allison and Peter's the Amanda in this situation, right? And he's not used. He's used to Levin like taking him down. Like that was easy. Like yeah. Peter Burns is not that guy. No, Peter Burns is calculated. No, it's crazy. So Sydney stops by and she does not play this well. She she comes off like crazy person. Why is she even there? Oh, to tell Michael about Jane basically. I mean, I guess it was smart in the long run on her part. Yes. It did like work out in the end, but just the way she kind of blows into the room and is like, "Michael, Kimberly, guess what?" It works out, but it's it's not through no nothing that Sydney did. 
it just randomly works out. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless I guess she was planning on just wanting to plant the idea in his head, and so that they would go to Vegas and sabotage it. But basically, what happens is she's like, "Yeah, Jane, like Chris raped me." But even more important, Jane is get Jane and Chris went to Vegas because they're going to get married. And she and she when she says Chris raped me, Chris is a psycho. Michael says, sounds perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She says, the guy's a freak. And he goes, sounds perfect for you. And then Sydney's like, well, they're getting married in Vegas. And then Michael goes, we got to stop him. Uh, yeah. He turns on a dime because he doesn't give a shit when it's just about Sydney being raped or whatever. And yeah. then a minute Jane is involved. <laughs> And you could see Kimberly kind of like, who gives a shit? Like, she's just like, you know, she's like sick of it. She's like, Michael. And then he's like, yeah, it's about the business. We don't, we don't want them uh, consolidating on the business, you know, just encroaching on our, uh, our stake in the company. Yeah, that's what it's about. And Kimberly's like, oh, well, I'm sure you wouldn't care if it wasn't Jane. And she's like, I'm coming with you. And then they leave. And Sydney looks really proud of herself. Yeah. This, is this where he calls him a down under dipwad? No. Oh. That's later. <laughs> that's later. Wait, no. He Does he say that? He might yeah, say that. Yeah, he says that here. I'm not going to let her marry this down under dipwad. Okay. Well, he says something else <laughs> Australian phobic to Chris later. Yeah. <laughs> dipwad just made me laugh. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> that night in Vegas, Jane has been having a wonderful time. Chris took her shopping. She's carrying all these shopping bags. And she's like, oh, Chris, thank you so much for taking me to eat and go shopping. I can't believe how much money you have. It's so romantic. It's actually kind of rude, too, because she's like, can you afford this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why would you ask someone that's very rude? Like, <laughs> She does say that. And they go to their suite. And it is a this is a very large suite. This must cost a lot of money. Although Chris might have gotten it comped because we later learn how much of a gambling problem he has. He's a high roller. He's a high roller and he's not very good at gambling. No. Um, he needs to call that 1-800 number that they have at casinos. Yeah, he has got some issues. He's the problem gambler that they it's talk about. It's not surprising. And I love this. Um, I love this for him. I love this detail because it just makes so much sense and it also just like it exposes another crack in this guy. Right, because that's a very specific type of person. Do you know what I mean? Who who gambles themselves into massive debt and doesn't stop? Like I mean, it's another it's it's another form of addiction, but this but for Chris specifically, so much of his self-worth is tied up in appearances. Yeah, totally. So, it's not even oh, he's an he's bad, he must be an addict. It's that he is so obsessed with his outward appearance. Right. And it, it's like a flaw if he loses at gambling, even though obviously the odds are stacked against everyone. Yeah. And yeah. addiction can happen to anyone. No, totally. Um, so he, they're in their suite and he proposes to her without a ring. It's like not a romantic proposal. No, it's like on the fly. And she's immediately like, yes. I'm like, really? I was shocked. This is how desperate Jane is to get Dick down by him. She's just not thinking clearly. No, she's like probably drunk because they're in Vegas. Well, how do you 
ask someone if they can afford something and then you're saying a yes to a proposal. It's like you clearly don't trust that he can afford stuff. Or you don't know him. Right. Like that's a thing like you say to someone, like it's just a weird thing to say to someone You're and then you're going to marry that person. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of weird. She's like, okay, yes, let's get married. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, I also feel like timeline wise, it's like, have they been together like two months? Like yeah. <laughs> what's the, how long have they known each other? It doesn't seem that long. It really doesn't. He, he wants to do it at a chapel tomorrow night. And obviously like if Jane hadn't already been married before and had her dream big wedding, this would not fly, fly with Jane, but it's still, even though it would be her second marriage, it still seems off for Jane to not want to have another big wedding. <clears throat> Or like at least an intimate traditional wedding. Here's the other thing. Why did he, why were they going to Vegas? Do you know what I mean? Like just to gamble and have fun? I think just like it was like a romantic getaway. Okay. So she she had no idea they were going to get married, I guess. No. I mean, obviously this was like a gambling trip for Chris. Yeah. It's just wild that she's going along with everything. No, it's so weird. And he's like, I got reservations for Spago. <laughs> so he's, she's going to stay behind in the suite and get dressed. Right. And he's going to go down to the casino. And we see him pull up to a poker table. And they know him by name. Yeah. And he asks for a $20,000 cash advance. And they're like, well, you, you're down $50,000, Mr. Marchette. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. And he goes, well, I just finalized the deal. So you know what that means. <laughs> I finalized a deal. He's like, like what does that fucking mean? He's like, I'm good for it. It's and, like, well, then pay your 50 off. Yeah. And then get 20. He, they're like, okay. And then he starts playing. The next day at D&D, Amanda says to Allison, I just want to say thank you for the advice because I'm seeing Peter tomorrow. And aside from that dig about Jake, you really acted like a friend. (laughs) Aside from that. So it's like, once you know Amanda's remembered something, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because Allison has to know she fucked up. Because that's a torpedo in the water. Yeah. And it's going to explode. Yeah. Allison. For what? She then asks Billy for a favor. She's like, she pulls Billy aside. Allison doesn't hear this, but she pulls him aside and she's like, I need you to bring Susan to the Hollywood Bowl because like, it's going to be a double date with me and Peter. No, that's why Amanda agreed to go. Yes. (laughs) He was like, bring a couple, bring some friends. So she immediately was like, oh, I have the perfect, (laughs) I have the, she knew. Like, truly, right? Yeah, she's so smart. She, um, then, this is when she deploys the line. This is when the, because Billy's like, "Uh, I don't know. And she says, if you're still pining after Allison, that ship has sailed. Yeah. So she uses that line against her. Also, why is Billy hesitating now? He already... He already gave her chili she could taste for days. Like, what's he, why is he now being like, I don't know? Do you know what I mean? It's just like, well, make up your mind. 
I think it would be great if he asked, he called Susan and she's like, I can't. I've been on the toilet for three days. I can't. Maybe he's like, I don't want to see her until she stops tasting that chili. <laughs> I don't want to kiss her. It tastes like that chili. Um, should we take a break here? Sure. Okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So Michael and Kimberly go to Las Vegas and they get to the hotel. I don't know how they, I guess they could find the hotel asking someone. Who the hell knows? They're, they're at the hotel, casino hotel. And they're asking the front desk for their room number for... Jane and Chris's room number. And he's like, uh, it's against hotel policy. I can't do that. Right. And Michael's like, come on, he's a friend. The friend, <laughs> the friends of ours. Michael is so suspicious. He's so brazen. <laughs> and, and then Michael, and like, he's not budging. This guy's like, no, I'm not giving you out the, these people's room numbers. Yeah. And Michael decides, he's like, hmm. The wheels turn a little bit. He's like, got to change tactics. He goes, you know, I'm just, I'm here to marry my my girlfriend. See? He points to Kimberly. We're going to get married, but I'm just really nervous, you know? And I just, (laughs) would you happen to know of any wedding chapels in the area that you recommend to guests? And as he's saying this, he's waving around a $20 bill to give to the concierge. And so the front desk guy is like, okay, here's where we send all of our guests. And he writes it down on a piece of paper. And then Michael yanks the $20 bill away and he goes, jerk. And Thanks, jerk. <laughs> yeah, thanks, jerk. <laughs> this whole plan is like miraculous that it works out because it's like, well, they don't necessarily have to go where the hotel recommends. There's a million chapels in Vegas do you know what I mean? Like, no, it's such a stupid plan. The whole thing, it's like this was the best the writers could come up with. He would have been better off just waiting around the casino or waiting at the elevator. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Um, also, he assumed, like, how do we know Jane and Chris have gone at this very moment, right? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Because they were not, supposed to go to dinner. Or they're not married already. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot that needs to line up here. Kimberly thinks this is a dumb idea. It is. It, <laughs> and she's like, 
And she's like, I'm not the one obsessed with the little blonde bitch. No, Kimberly is 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 like fuming mad the whole time. She knows what this is really about. It's obvious. It's about Jane. Yeah. And she, <laughs> Michael says, you know what? You're getting on my nerves, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a high comedy between them, this episode. It's so funny. Um, I really do think Thomas Calabro and Marsha Cross, like they have such chemistry. They're so good together in scenes. They're just so funny. Joe shows up at Amanda's office. (laughs) Joe. Joe is Eeyore. Joe. Joe is just like a sad trombone in a human form. Like she's also dressed like Eeyore. <laughs> she's just like, just when she shows up, it sucks all the life out of the room. It's just like so. <laughs> you know she's coming with some sob story. Yeah, and she's wearing she's wearing this like gray tunic that has like big bell sleeves. Yeah. I don't know where she's shopping, but it's not great. Where is she shopping? Everyone else on the show, even Allison will pull together a cute look every once in a while. But Joe is just like now the L's after L's. They're like maternity clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, she's not really pregnant. So you could have just almost put her in anything cute. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, she's like, hey, hey, Amanda, I have legal problems. <laughs> she opens hey, hey I, have, I got money problems and legal problems I need your advice and Amanda's like wow you're really pregnant are you sure you want to be taking jobs right now and Joe like is this where she's like you know it's illegal <laughs> not to hire people because they're pregnant yes that's and I just kind of like Jesus Christ shut the fuck up she's so <laughs> pathetic She's so pathetic. She's like, you know, Amanda. <laughs> and she's, and cause she's like asking for extra work, extra photography jobs. Yeah. They and, throw me a bone. And Amanda's like, I'm sorry. We just don't have any jobs right now. And you know, if it wasn't against my policy, I'd give you some money, but it is against my <laughs> policy. I love when she does this. I just don't do personal loans, Joe. <laughs> she's like, yes, I'm very wealthy, but I'm not giving you any money. Sorry about your baby. Yeah. And she's like, okay. okay. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Susan meets up with Billy somewhere outside of D&D, like in a conspicuous spot. And she's like, why? She's like, why? What do you have to tell me, Billy? Why'd you ask me to meet you here? And he's like, I want to talk to you and I don't want Allison around. I just like cannot believe they're doing this. (laughs) And she's like, Billy, I don't want to sneak around. And he he's like, I wanted to ask you to the Hollywood Bowl. And she's like, No. And she she's like, Allison is my friend. And he's like, I don't think so, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? He's like, you can't deny there's something going on between us. We mattered too. Why, what does he do? Like, what? I just can't. I was like, we're not seeing the chemistry he's seeing. They're both duds. They're both duds. Yeah, it's crazy. And then she giggles and he goes, give us a chance. And then they kiss and he goes, see you later. 
<laughs> I am disgust. I have like never been more disgusted with Billy, and that's saying something. Like <laughs> he is so out of line here. He's so out of and line. And Susan, I'm sorry. She's a bitch too. What is her deal? How is she? How is she okay with this? It's crazy. No. This is not acceptable. I would be like, well, now I see why Allison broke up with you. I just can't believe. ball. There's just like, I just can't believe. What is he sensing here? There's, there was so many times to just cut it off and it wouldn't have mattered. Like, yeah, he's acting like it's the love of his life. It's just so bizarre. He's like reverted to season one, Billy, where he just dates all these randos. Remember that? He'd like pick up someone in his cab <laughs> yeah. and start fucking them. Yeah, he was so unethical. <laughs> Remember the single mom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, wait, who was the comedian? Wait, didn't someone do stand up? Yeah, was someone- that Joe? No, it was somebody Billy dated who did stand up, and I think she did stand up. Oh, ab- she was the single mom. She did stand up about Billy. Maybe. Yeah. Or she was a single mom stand-up comic and she was terrible. Yeah, that was so bad. But everyone was roaring with laughter. Yeah. She's like, how hard is it to get a date? Yeah, it was so bad. (laughs) Oh, God. Back in Vegas at the Silver Bell Wedding Chapel, this place is... Wonderfully tacky. It is has the fake floral arrangements everywhere. There's a woman... Sitting at a keyboard with the pre-programmed percussion, and yeah, playing, and she's like pressing the button, pressing the little dee, 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 yeah, whatever. Some little dippy song is playing on the keyboard, and Michael and Jane are like about to get married, and Jane just happened to pack some Jean Harlow esque white satin dress. She didn't know this was going to happen, <laughs> but she happened to have that dress. Yeah. It's, and that's like a Jane Mancini design because <laughs> she did not buy that in Vegas. No. It's crazy. Um, that's when Michael and Kimberly stop the wedding. They rush no, in. It's right when they're like, hey, does anyone here object? <laughs> and Michael's like, Michael, of course, walks in right at that moment. And Kimberly is just fuming along beside him. She's only there to make sure that Michael doesn't fuck Jane. Yeah, it's totally... That's her only motivation in all of this. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck. And then Chris goes, what is this, a joke? And then Michael says, no joke, kangaroo boy. (laughs) When I saw my notes, I was like, oh, that's what he said. Yeah, that's the Australian no, disc. No joke, kangaroo boy. <laughs> kangaroo. That is like a perfect insult from like written for Michael. It's so good. Because it's not smart. No, it's not smart, but he's going to be like rude about where somebody comes from. And it's in the heat of the moment. So it's the best he can do. <laughs> that's all he knows about Aus- Australia kangaroo is kangaroos. <laughs> kangaroo boy. And she's... Kimberly's like, she's not buying that he's doing all of this because he's worried about his stake in the company. No, and Jane is like, cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> Jane is so upset. She's like, Michael, how dare you, Michael? Yeah. You're ruining my wedding. <laughs> and then Michael's shouts in the chapel in front of everyone. He's like, oh, I heard this guy tried to rape Sydney. <laughs> If I was like the 
pastor or whoever or the keyboard lady. Yeah. I'd be like, this is the best day of my life. They must see some shit. It's true. But like, this probably isn't even that crazy. Maybe. Because you wanted her to just play that song again or something. <laughs> like, because she's just sitting there, like, pressing that button. Yeah. And it's out of control. But yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> just the way he talks about the attempted rape of Sydney as if it's just nothing. Yeah. Like, oh, I heard this guy tried to rape Sydney. And Jane goes, Get out of my life, Michael. <laughs> she this way oh my and god that's when michael gets in chris's face and he, he like gets real close to him and um he's like huh you want to try me i'm not some skinny little redhead yeah and it flashes to kimberly and she kind of rolls her eyes like no kimberly <laughs> is literally there just like smacking gum and rolling her eyes yeah. like she's just like and jane says rot in hell michael and they leave. They storm off. And then Kimberly's like, well, we're here. We might as well get married. Yeah. And Michael goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Kimberly's like, Michael, can you even think of two people who deserve each other more? And he's like, eh, yeah, you got a point. No, they're perfect for each other. And they get married. I mean, this is good because I was like, is he... Even divorced from Sydney, I guess she signed the papers and it went through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. She really botched. Sometimes that. I'm kind of like divorces take a long time though, but I don't know how Not it works. This one, I guess. Yeah. Back in the hotel suite, Chris and Jane are pissed, and Chris is blaming this on Jane. He's like, "How could you marry such a psycho?" And she's like, "I can't understand why you let them ruin our wedding." <laughs> and she's like, why didn't you stand up to him, Chris? Does it wait, who was the person who says, I wish Sydney was a good enough driver to finish him? <laughs> does Jane say that? I think she does. She says that she wishes Sydney killed Michael. Yeah. Which is great. And Chris says to her, which is really mean, he goes, It's your baggage, not mine. Dude, he I can't believe he said that. The mask slipped. In the mask slip, Jane, and she's still like, whatever. And she and she's like, we can get married later. And she ends up apologizing to him after yeah. he said that to her. And then she gets really horny, and they start making out. And she wants to fuck, and he's like, not yet, not until we're married. And she goes. She said something pretty mean to him, which I loved. Well, that's after. She's like, why? Just take me. And he's like, you better rest. <laughs> he keeps telling her to rest. Like she's got consumption. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go downstairs. And then as he's leaving, she shouts, Michael may be an ass, but at least he could do it. And that's the most Jane thing ever. Do it. <laughs> he could do it. <laughs> I like that there's this undercurrent because Michael's talked about it now, too, about how horny Jane is. Yes. That she needs to get it all the time. Yeah. Which is, like, great character detail. And there's also this other added sinister vibe with Chris. This unexplained, this far, like, so far unexplained, like, why isn't he having sex with Jane? Yeah. It doesn't, I don't get it. But it adds a sinister, mysterious vibe to him. It does. Because he's it's like a plot. It's sort of manipulation. Like he's he's like keeping it from her to yeah. make her hungry 
for it or to something. To keep her on a leash. Yeah, it's very controlling. And also, as we discussed last week, it's the Madonna whore complex yes. that he has bad. He like can't get it up for Jane. Yeah, I don't know if we ever get a full explanation. I don't remember. But um, I'm cur- I'm very curious but what I- his his deal is here. It is a good detail, though. Uh, but you're right. Maybe it's just that he can't get it up unless he's literally assaulting someone. That's true. Yeah. The next day, it's morning. Chris has been down in the casino all night, and he returns to the suite and throws cash everywhere, and he's like, I won. And I'm thinking he won like $100,000. He's like, I won $10,000. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And Jane's like, oh, wow. But now he's horny. And this was concerning because she's like, wait, slow down. And he doesn't slow down. And it just cuts. The scene ends. So did they have sex? And was her saying, wait, slow down, turn him turn him on? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because it's the first time she's not wanting it. She's not in control. Yeah. He's in control. And maybe like winning this, he's like too horny. He's going to bust. Yeah. Because he didn't bust at the blackjack table. No. So back at Melrose, Susan is cooking. And Allison's like, oh, you're up awfully early. It looks like she's made about 10 breaded chicken breasts. And she she gives Allison coffee and she tells she warns Allison that the coffee has heck of a kick. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Susan? Susan is very nervous and it's she's, so obvious. Yeah, she's not playing this off cool at all. And she's made a ton of food. And she explained, Allison's like, wow, you made a lot of food. And she's like, uh, yeah, I got this catering gig for a picnic dinner at the Hollywood Bowl. I'm going to be selling dinners to people there. Big mistake, Susan, to do this convoluted of a lie. <laughs> Why does she go into so much detail about this really? Because it's like now you can't say, oh, I just didn't tell you. You've you've out and out lied and hidden something from Allison. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like she should have just not said anything and gone, which is still bad. But like now she's created this whole elaborate lie. Right. It's just even worse. Like, No, it's really bad. Um, and Allison's like, huh. And she goes, guess that means we won't be able to do Tex- Tex-Mex margaritas tonight. There's something, there's something about that's so classic, like for Allison, that she's the type of person where she always, you have these like set plans. And like, if you ever need to change it or cancel, she's like devastated <laughs> and will hold it against you. Yeah. And like in this case, Susan is being a bitch. Yeah. But it's like, I, she, I think Allison would be mad and guilt you even if it was a legitimate thing. Like for sure. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't, she senses something's up. Yeah. Susan is like not being cool about this. Then Joe picks up the mail and we can assume it's from Reed's parents because she goes, oh, God. <laughs> she, she goes, oh, God. <laughs> this scene is crazy because... Wait, did she trip? Yes. Oh, God. She, I had to rewind it to see what happened, exactly how she did this. It just looked so not that big of a fall. It was so weird. <laughs> it was such a, like, nothing fall, but... 
she basically she's like reading these this mail as she's about to walk up her steps to her apartment and she trips on like the first step. And it, it yeah, it's really weird. And then immediately starts screaming. But like I watched it again, she just hits her hands. Maybe she maybe she didn't trip. Maybe she had like a contraction. Right. Maybe that's what happened. No, but it comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. It's really sudden. And then she's just screaming at the bottom of the stairs. And Jake and Sydney rush over and take her to the hospital. And we get our one scene with Matt. Well, there's two scenes. (laughs) There's two scenes. But Matt is relegated to the hospital for this whole episode. Once again. And he's like, we just see Matt wheeling her into her room. Meanwhile, Michael and Kimberly are walking down the halls of the hospital giggling. They're like, I can't believe we got married. Oh, my God. This is so funny. When Peter Burns stops them and he's like, Kimberly, get your ass down to ER. We got a situation. And then he's like, and Michael, after Kimberly leaves, like, Michael, how could you not tell anyone you were going to Las Vegas for three days? We were understaffed at the hospital. We tried calling you. You were nowhere to be found. You're fired. They were on call, both of them, and they went to Vegas. <laughs> and didn't tell anyone. Also, they were gone for three days. Like, I'm just, the timeline in this episode is like, I don't know what's happening, but like, that's crazy. And he deserves to be fired. No, that is insane. I mean, Kimberly also should be punished, probably. Because she went too. Well, even if they didn't need her, she still was on call and should have been on call. I guess they said something like she wasn't one night or something. It was very... He clearly just wanted to fire Michael. I mean... Yeah. So he got his wish. Matt is by Joe's bedside comforting her while she's crying. And he's like, yeah, you're going to be a great mom. Joe, this is so boring. And <laughs> like, poor. It's like, first of all, I know Matt's a nice person, but isn't he at work? Why is he always able to just come and sit with his friends, <laughs> like while he's on the job? They make him. No, it's so funny. They make him because he's not a doctor. He's like, he doesn't work in the ER. He's a social worker, right? But he's like, what is he visiting on, on their on his lunch break? Probably. Yeah, they probably guilted him. No, Joe is just pathetic. And Kimberly is her doctor. And she tells her the baby's fine, but she needs to reduce her stress. And she gives Joe her home number. And it's like, call me if you need help. I'll help you in any way I can. And Joe's like, why are you being so nice to me? And she's like, because you're a mother. Yeah. It's like, okay, Kimberly, calm down. At the Hollywood Bowl... Peter loves the dinner Susan made. And Susan tells Billy she feels really bad about Allison. He's like, who cares? Who cares? Allison, we're going to have a good time tonight. And Amanda is like, "Mm, I couldn't help but overhear. (laughs) I love when she says that. She's like, you know, Billy's right. Allison's a bitch. And Peter then tells Amanda about his day. And he's like, you know, I fired... I fired Mancini. And Billy goes, wait, Michael Mancini? 
Why was that? Why did that happen? It was so funny because Billy's like playing adult, right? Yeah. Like he's in an unnatural setting for him and he's trying to act mature. No, when he said that, it was so fucking funny. I was like, what do you care? He goes, I know Michael Mancini. Yeah. Wait, Michael Mancini? <laughs> Dr. Mancini? <laughs> he got fired? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, and that goes nowhere. That Billy never has commented on it on it anymore. No, Amanda's like, well, I'm not surprised. Are you Billy? And he goes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During the concert, Peter's like snuggling up to Amanda and he's like, relax. I don't bite. Oh. <laughs> She's like, mmm. She's really resisting him. It's bizarre. Yeah, he's so hot. Um, Billy says to Susan, I can't believe what a good cook you are. (laughs) He's so embarrassing. And then she's like, how about you taste this? And they kiss. (laughs) They are disgusting. I hate them. They do deserve each other. They're so dumb. Susan is a moron. (laughs) What is wrong with her? It's like, okay, enough with the tasting. I'm sickened. <laughs> Too much taste in this relationship. <laughs> Come to my tasting menu tonight. Come to my taste. I got something for you to taste. And you'll taste it for days. <laughs> you'll taste my pussy for days too, Billy. Ew. They all return to Melrose Place that night. All just walk in, all four of them together. And they're being hella loud, too. I was like, I thought you guys were hiding this. Like, what the hell? They're being so loud, and, like, clearly Allison's going to hear this, or someone's going to hear this. No, they're, like, loitering in (laughs) In the courtyard. Wait, I'm sorry. Did Billy... So where is Billy living now? Has he got an apartment, like, upstairs or something? Yeah, he's, he's in one of the other apartments. Okay. And no, this is crazy. It's so crazy. I can't believe they walked in together. All four of them. No, it's wild. Um, and Peter kisses Amanda goodnight. And then Billy and Susan are saying goodnight to each other. And he's, she's like, thank you for a wonderful night. And he's like, no, thank you. And she's like, no, thank you. And they say, no, thank you about a, a bunch of times <laughs> back and forth. And we hear giggling, and then we pan over to the window, and we see Allison peeking out the blind. But why did they film this like Allison's the stalker villain? Yeah. She's the victim here. She looked so creepy, but we see tears forming in her eyes. No. And she's watching Billy and Susan kissing. They filmed her like she was Keith. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was like a little fucked up. The next morning, Susan's cooking breakfast for Allison, and Allison's like, you're awfully chipper this morning. And she's like, so, how'd your job selling dinner at the Hollywood Bowl go, Susan? Yeah, and Susan's, Susan's making huevos rancheros. <laughs> she's really trying to lay it on thick here. She's not just offering coffee. She's offering a no, full breakfast. and it looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, yeah, it went great. And she just continues bullshitting, like adding more lies on top of more lies. It's like no less details when you're lying, Yeah, you can't pile more details on. And then Allison goes, thanks, but I'm not hungry. In fact, I'm going to go for a walk. 
blow off some steam. <laughs> She's also not really playing cool. <laughs> At the beach, Michael is like moping like a toddler on the beach. He's like a little kid. He's just sitting <laughs> with his knees up. His with his head. arms staring at the fucking waves. He's he's like uh, sitting on the sand and Kimberly's like, Michael, Michael, are you okay? And he's like, first I was mad. I was going to get some revenge against <laughs> Peter. What am I? But then I was like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to call? And she's like, Michael, you can get into another hospital. And he's like, yeah. Burns is calling the medical board. I'm done. And she's like, well, we're married. We'll always have each other. And he goes, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I just remembered a detail. Before Michael gets fired, when they're walking down the hallway, they're like, this is great. We're going to have two doctors. (laughs) (laughs) They're like talking about how great their life's going to be. Right when it happens. It's so funny. At Shooters, Allison's drinking a screwdriver, and as soon as she finishes it, she's like, oh, another. More vodka this time. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you were a little light on the vodka. Give me more vodka. Uh, there's something about drinking screwdrivers that's so alcoholic to me. <laughs> it's so alcoholic because it's such a quick delivery system of vodka. Right. There's just something I'm like, I don't know many people who drink screwdrivers, like just personally. So whenever I see it in a, it's always the thing that an alcoholic in a movie or TV drinks. <laughs> like if it's yeah. not straight up vodka or alcohol, it's I like drink, a screwdriver. I drink a lot in high school. It's definitely like a kid drink. Yeah. Like where you, it's like the first one, you know, like that screwdriver. Might the first time I have vodka in seventh grade, I drink a screwdriver. I think so too. But as an adult to order a screwdriver, it's just kind of like, to me, I'm always like, okay, what's going on? There? <laughs> I don't know why. It's, I just don't know why. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. I agree with you. Um, she's drunk and Susan shows up. And she's like, Allison, I got concerned. It's been a few hours. You haven't come back from your walk. Oh, that's right. Allison went on a walk. So it's like the morning. It's the morning. Yeah. And she's on her second screwdriver. And Allison just starts incoherently rambling about Jake. And she's like, he's a friend. You know what a friend is, Susan? Yeah. You know what a friend is? A friend is someone who doesn't sleep with your boyfriend. And Susan goes, I didn't. We just went on a date. And then she's, and then Allison says, don't pinch the fine points, Betty Crocker. <laughs> Listen, Betty Crocker. And she goes, <laughs> you make me sick. She is so drunk. I love it. <laughs> Allison's the best drunk. She's. This is the only time I respect her in a weird <laughs> way. Because she's finally like normal. It's not that she's normal. It's that she finally grows some balls and just says exactly what she's been dying to say to people. No, she's finally like has some, you're right. She's like some balls and she's not just like this fucking pile of jello. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's, I mean, she gets more pathetic, but well, yeah, she's a full blown alcoholic, but it is very, very funny the things that she says to Susan over the course of her relationship with Billy. 
Well, because she's very justified here. She's justified, but she also goes so low that it's just so funny. <laughs> I love it. Like, there's one famous line that I think about. It's famous to me, but I think about it literally all the time. And it, it's probably going to be in the next few episodes. But Allison says it to Susan, and it's just so mean. <laughs> what do you have to tell me? She There's this one scene where Susan's like working in a party as a caterer, and Allison's at the party, and she goes, you know... <laughs> She's like something about like you're you're as good as you're cooking. By that I mean stink. <laughs> I know this line. <laughs> she's like, yeah. it's so it's just so it's so mean and it's also so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb, but the way she's like, by that I mean you stink. <laughs> but there's something so funny about making fun of Susan's cooking because <laughs> it's so unnecessary and it's just like. <laughs> Like that's her whole life. That's also, her- just the way she says it is so funny because it's like for Susan, it's kind of like God, she's a drunk, but yeah. also that hurt, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Um. So Allison, Allison's wasted, and Susan's like, Allison, I'm sorry. And Allison's like, Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> she's like, and find another place to live. Yeah. I mean, Susan really didn't think this through. You know what? This was deserved. Susan sucks. She sucks. Like, this is unacceptable. And, I hate it. And, like, Billy sucks, too, because, like, what is he oh, even... Oh, yeah. What Don't is have he to even ask. Tell me twice. Susan, what is he even seeing her? She's, why are they risking it all for each other? <laughs> like, why? She's not even funny. I just don't get what's happening here at all. Like... Yeah, I feel like the writers could have given us a little more where it's like maybe Susan's a conniving bitch or... Or they could have at least made it like, wow, maybe Susan's such a catch that Billy risked it all. Like maybe Susan's so charming. Yes. Like they didn't really sell it to me why these two couldn't be apart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because- so I'm just left wondering what's going on, which is fine. I love that too. Oh, yeah. And I just love... I mean, I'm happy that Susan came along to drive... Allison into alcoholism. Mm. <laughs> like it needed to happen. So Chris and Jane finally return home from Vegas and they're all happy. And he's like, I'll see you at the office. And she goes inside. And right as Chris turns to leave, Jake is standing there looking like a 1940s gangster. He's wearing like the tank top with a high waisted. <laughs> Why did he look like a Bugsy Siegel? He, he looked, looked hot. So hot. I was like dying, but you're right. It was such a vintage 40s kind of look. Because he's wearing slacks with a belt and they're very high-waisted and he's wearing a wife beater underneath. And it's kind of like a wife beater that looks like a vintage style. No. Like the cut of it is different. It's like a little wider in the straps or something. No, it's definitely... I think it's... I don't know. There, You're right. It did... The whole thing, I think, just looked very vintage. Yeah. It had a vintage vibe. The whole vibe. It was swingers night at shooters. <laughs> no, he looked straight... No, he looked hot. He looked Dude. so hot. When Chris turned and saw that, I would have di- I would have dropped dead. I would have been like, holy shit. Um, he's, he's like, I talked to Sydney, and she told me what you did to her. And Chris goes... You're going to believe that little whore? 
He's like the last thing to say to Jake. And Jake punches him in the face and it makes such a satisfying sound. No, and then Chris tumbles over a cheap Wait, we're not done. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. They start brawling. They start brawling, but Chris is missing every punch. This is pathetic. This is a sad showing. If I was Jane watching this, I'd be like, ugh, how can I fuck this guy again? It would be so embarrassing to watch your boyfriend lose so badly in a fight. He doesn't and you even, have to defend that. Like, I just couldn't. I'd be like, bye. He doesn't even get one punch in. Like, he can't land a single one. And Jake is kicking this guy's ass, and Jane runs out, and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that's when Jake punches Chris in the face again and he falls over backwards on a lawn chair into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I so good. Cheered. Well, Jake is like, he he like learned how to box in juvie or something. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's like boxing yeah. with his punches. They're like thought out and landing them all. Whereas yes. Chris is just flailing around. He doesn't know what to do. He's no. never had to like do a fight before. I like that Jake maybe took his button-up shirt off and came out in his tank top. He looked so hot. No, it was crazy. He was handsome as hell. And then Jake says to Jane, tell your boyfriend I know who he really is. And Jane's like, I'm calling the cops, Jake. I know. I was like, seriously, Jane? You little bitch. (laughs) You little fucking bitch. Don't call the cops. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. Back in the apartment, Sydney's like, wow. <laughs> Whoa. She's like, oh, golly. She's like, Jake, I saw the whole thing. Wow. You'd do that for me? No, this is, Sydney is like living. Ugh. This is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to her. And honestly, for me too. <laughs> like if that happened for me, I would be like living too. I would die. Yeah. She's so happy. And he's like, and she kisses him. And they have like a little moment, and then he's like, I don't think we should do this. And she says, yes, we should. And then they start making out. <sighs> it was so hot, and that's when we end the episode. Uh, I want to watch more. We, wanna- <laughs> <laughs> we like fade out on their little like shadows. I love when Jake is like, we should not do this, and he does it. Yeah. He, t- he says that all the time when he starts up with a new chick. Because he's trying to be good, but he knows he's bad. He is trying he to be good. He wants to be bad. That's what makes it so hot. Yeah. He's, he can't resist. <sighs> Ugh, fucking Jake. He's the best. I'm losing it over him. I he's can't so believe hot. this little outfit he wore today. It was so slutty. He came in with those high-waisted pants. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine no one else on like I would literally vomit if Billy walked out <laughs> wearing that. Only Jake can pull it off. No, Jake but, looked like Robert Mitchum in those pants. It was so good. He you could almost picture Jake doing like where they do those fantasies. Like Sydney has a little fantasy that yes. she's like a nineteen forties whatever. Gangster's and he mole. Could, yeah, and he comes in and say like that's like her fantasy. Yeah. I would love to see it. Remember when Billy used to have them? Yes. And they oh my were God. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Billy was like a his novel writing. His novel writing was so bad. Dude, what happened to that? Oh my God. It's like thinking about season one is so crazy sometimes because you're like, thank God Billy stopped writing. <laughs> Dream died. Thank God he gave up on his dream. (laughs) Now he's fucking Susan. What in the world? What? 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 The Susan thing is killing me. I hate it. Susan's a downgrade from Allison. At least Allison like had a personality. Susan doesn't even have a personality. Like Allison has a lot of lame qualities. But Billy is lame too. So they worked. 
they worked. And remember how they would always do like movie night together? They were genuinely friends. They had very similar interests. And I don't see anything like even on that road trip when they went to Santa Barbara, that could have been the opportunity for us to really see them hitting it off. And like, yeah, there were like these moments where they whatever, but it wasn't like something we all were like, oh shit. Mm. They're like two peas in a pod. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she needed to be just as dumb as Billy. Well, because Billy almost seemed interested from the get go. Yes. It he was, was like before anything even fucking happened. He had his sights set on Susan and he knew what he was going to do. Yeah. He's I just bad. don't get it. He's really bad, which no. is why I'm not going to feel sorry for him when Brooke comes along and teaches just, him a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> that is a brutal. That no, is brutal. I mean, yeah. The crushing of Billy Campbell's spirit. <laughs> it's honestly one of the most incredible things to witness. Right, because it's brutal, but you can't help but love it. <laughs> <laughs> there's something There's something about it. You're just kind of like, okay, just get that last little bit. Kind of like He's what? almost completely crushed. Let's just go for it. Just get the last little bit of hope out of him. Come on. He's <laughs> Let's be completist here. Oh, so good. Anyway, um, that's the end of the episode. We will be back next week for episode nine. Bye. Bye.